Hello. Hello. Salam and good evening to you, worthy friend. Please, please, come closer. Uh, too close, a little too close. Hello and good evening. Welcome to another edition of the Disney Bit Radio Show. It is episode 225 and uh, it's just we're a bit depleted this evening. Uh, so I'm going to say hello to Susan. Hello, Susan. All right. Lucky you knew the number because I didn't know the number. It's just us two, <laughs> isn't it? That's it this evening. Uh, Gareth's on his way. Unfortunately, he's been delayed slightly. John's uh, got some personal stuff so he can't make it. Katie's ill. She's wrapped Katie's up on a sofa. I don't know whether she's listening live right now via YouTube, but if she is, then get well soon, Katie. Katie! 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 Morgley! I also, I discovered another one this week. All right, which is, away. Um, you know, in Moana, the little pig? Poa. Poa. If, yeah. you, if you do it in a Geordie accent, it sounds like someone who was poor. Po- oh, so, poor. Katie is poor. Poor Morgley. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that, was, that one came up this week. Anyway, uh, it's just two of us. Um, hopefully, we will be joined a little bit later by Gareth. Fingers crossed, but hey, he sort of uh, told us to start with them, so we have done. Uh, this week is a little bit of the return of Good, Bad and Ugly, and uh, I want to talk a little bit about things that you can do outside of the Disney bubble. I know, I know, I'm sorry. <gasps> this is other things that you might do in Disneyland Paris if you're not in the park. So let's say you're going out there for a whole week. You don't want to spend the whole week in the parks. I don't know why you wouldn't. But if you wouldn't want to spend the whole week in the parks, <laughs> then there's other things that you can go and do. And I uh, was out there last week, and uh, I experienced some of the bits and pieces of things that you could do. And we're going to kind of bring you some bits and pieces over the next sort of few weeks of things that you might do outside of the parks uh, if you are in Disneyland Paris and you don't want to go to the parks all of the time. So I suppose we shall dive straight in, because we've got nobody else here who wants to add anything. Is, unless you've got anything, Susan, you particularly want to... <laughs> <laughs> share with me anything exciting other t- than exciting your typical tidbit. sort of british like question by saying isn't the weather been lovely yeah, this week it has been but i don't know i've been in paris so <laughs> i'm sure it has been lovely um oh do you want to give a quick shout out to one of your grammys or one of our oh, followers one of my call i don't know how you call what you call them i'm so like that well, i just want to give a sort of a <laughs> quick shout out to the lovely abby x disney who gave us a lovely shout out on her instagram stories of uh shouting at disney brit so uh yeah just go and give her a follow um and uh yeah just give it a little shout out for the shout out there you go shout out for the shout out shout out to my no that's wrong that's totally so <laughs> so um to give you kind of uh, an idea of what happened with this trip so we were going out there i went out there for four nights five days obviously two of those days were traveling days so we had three days in paris really to do lots and lots of bits and pieces we took two small little princesses with us we took one who was age five and one who's age seven who have been before but i would say this is one of their kind of lengthier trips that we've had to take them and to go and enjoy so it was their it wasn't their first trip that's wrong but it was their first trip where we've been able to really kind of be proper geeky with it and do all the really cool stuff. Because so we've, we've been with friends before and they had a fantastic time, uh, but we've sort mm. of took them back. So um, it was a very, very different trip for me this time because normally it's a trip for me is where we go to uh, the parks and, you know, we stay there all day and we do proper seriously geeky stuff and, uh, and all that sort of thing. And, you know, I spend ages just staring at, windows on main street and that sort of stuff for this time it was all about taking two oh, small girls me. for the you're first you're staring at windows you know on what? main street and all that sort of stuff uh, gareth's with us hello gareth good evening and how on that note gareth's here yeah i know stand at windows gareth's here um how are you doing 
Um, I mean, I could go into great detail, but I think you know your trip report would be much more interesting. Okay, let's so, go. Yeah, I'm great. <laughs> Let, let's do trip report then, shall we? So I'm going to start off with my goods. I've got a good. You'll be pleased to know I've got a good long list of goods. I've got a few bads, and I've only got one ugly. So it's all going to be good. Oh, so wow. My first good is going to be something really random, and I want to give a shout out to. There's a, I'm in a in a few Facebook groups for Disneyland Paris and all that sort of stuff, so I can chime in with bits and pieces and that sort of thing. And there's a group called Disneyland Paris Tips for Brits, which I'm part of. And they came up with a really clever idea, and it's something that I've never considered before, never done, which is, uh, with it being kind of half-term week here in the UK, um, they all, obviously, over the next couple of weeks, they set up um, some Facebook Messenger groups for people who are heading out to the parks. So I thought, you know, I've never done this before, so I'm going to join one of these Messenger groups. So I joined the Messenger group for uh, the trip, which was um, just gone. And basically in it are lots and lots of people who are there who are asking questions of each other and all these bits and pieces. But the other thing that they're doing as well is they're all sharing with each other things that they found out. If a ride's gone down or a ride's back up again, if a character's appeared somewhere that they didn't know about, that they can throw up that they've just seen this character. Things such as if people were going to the Princess Pavilion first thing in the morning, someone will put up what characters are going to be there, what are there that particular day and that sort of stuff. Oh. So it was really good. There was probably about 20 odd people in this group and it was just people throwing stuff out at each other all day about things that are going on you know some of the questions were people saying things like uh where do i go to see mickey the magician because i've got no idea so we had some real kind of news in there but other people who were like sully's just come out in uh the studios he's not been out for the past week if anybody wants to see it that sort of stuff and people oh wow stuff. so cool. it was actually really really useful um to do that and to pick up different bits and pieces so uh, one of our little girls bless her was dressed as mary poppins one day and uh, suddenly someone popped up mary poppins is in the uh, is in hollywood uh, in the disneyland hotel and we were tempted to go, but we already got a queue for this. So we, in the end, we didn't go. But it was something we wouldn't have, have thought about at all. When people staying in different hotels, they were shouting out what characters were there in the mornings. And people were going over to hotels to meet certain characters and all this sort of stuff. So um, it was a really, really good thing to do. Really, really useful thing to do. So uh, I want to give a shout out to those guys uh, over there. On It's Sarah Butler, I believe her name is, who sets up most of the groups. We want to give them a big shout out because that was actually a really, really useful thing. Uh, when we were there. I don't know if any of you guys have kind of been involved in anything like that at all. So is this just like, then you would just, so you would just join at that moment and then leave again? Or yeah, you could join, is it just or, set up for this yeah, weekend? Yeah, so someone has set what? up on the group and they said, if anybody wants to join, say which one you want to join and we'll add you in. And that's basically what happened. But you could add people in who weren't in the group as well. So anyone could have joined the group if they knew it was going on. And you could add other people in and that sort of stuff. And people would join. And then when they finished the holiday, they would leave again. Um, or people would stay in for the whole week. And give opinions on things that they've experienced earlier on in the week. And all that sort of stuff as well. So, oh, okay. Um, so, I yeah, I don't know if anyone's ever been in anything like that before. I'm in that Facebook group. I've never heard of that though. No, it's really I've not noticed it before. It's the first time they I think I don't know if it's the first time they've done it or what, but it's the first time I've ever used it. Talking of that, and this is something I want to mention, and it's something we're gonna launch probably next episode. We are in the process of setting up a Facebook Messenger group for the show, which listeners and people can join and they can throw questions out at each other and all that sort of stuff. And uh, we'll be out we'll be in there to answer any questions and those bits of pieces, whether it be to Disneyland mm. Paris or Disney World or any of those sort of things. But that's something we set up, a, we, we, we've had in the works recently, and it's something that we're going to probably launch on next week's show when we've got everybody here and all that sort of stuff. So that was my first good. Yeah. So not exactly Disneyland Paris, but something that I thought was really useful and something that's well worth looking at. So that's Disneyland Paris tips for Brits. If you're not in that group, it might be worth going to do that. Okay, uh, my first Disneyland Paris good. Right, Limebitty. Now, I've not used Limebitty before because usually, characters-wise, we've seen Spider-Man before. I'm not necessarily wanting to do that again. And some of the other bits and pieces and characters that they use it for mm. in the studios, you can meet in other parks without Limebitty. So, Limebitty is the first time I've ever used it. Either of you guys used it? Uh, I've used it. You've used it. So basically, I've used it. The way it works, for those people who've never used it, you download the app onto your phone and it's for the studios only. Although there was a, a one on there for the pin that was coming out, interestingly. There was a limited edition stitch pin coming out and they'd actually put a line batie on that. Oh, wow. <laughs> for you to be able to go and do that one, which was quite cool. Anyway. Is that is that the one that broke? Yeah, Possibly. Yeah, <laughs> I heard it broke because they weren't prepared for the amount of traffic they were going to get for that pin. Yeah, possibly. 
Um, so, uh, 9.45am on the day with the studios, I booked a slot for Spider-Man. I was told I had three hours to wait until I could go and see Spider-Man. And it worked seamlessly. It counted it down for me. It was roughly about the time I expected it to be. So I was able to plan my day around it and I was able to get to Spider-Man in time to go and get into the queue. Um, just a word of warning, people. Spider-Man's queue uh, is no longer... Spider-Man is no longer where he used to be, down by Rock and Roller Coaster. He's now moved. He's in an entranceway between Stitch Live and Playhouse Disney. And uh, it's really unobvious. So if, you, if, you're, <laughs> if you're heading over to see Spider-Man in his old place up by Rock and Roller Coaster, next to the Blockbuster Cafe, he's not there anymore. He's not been there a while. He's moved. Um, and uh, it's really, really not obvious. It's one of the things that kept coming up in our messenger group. Where on earth do we meet Spider-Man? Because we can't find it. And there's a tiny little sign with a cast member stood there. But Liberty worked really well, told us we can go and meet. We got there, we got to get into the queue to go and meet Spider-Man. So that was, Liberty works really, really well. I'll be really intrigued to see whether or not Disney are going to begin to roll it out even further. My only concern is obviously you can get one ticket at a time. Um, um, so, so yeah. however, you, yeah, go on. It doesn't stop saying Gwen getting the app no, and then doing, yeah, doing another one. No, absolutely, you can do that, but it does limit you to be able to get two at any one time because I was on at 9.45 for Spider-Man and within five minutes of that, his times had gone for the rest of the day. So mm. if they're going to use it, it needs to have the ability to be able to make multiple reservations, I think, because otherwise you're going to struggle with regards to... How yeah, you're probably only going to have one. Yeah, yeah. And it's not necessarily Am I, work, so. am I right in thinking, Adam? Um, over where Buzz and Woody meet, they yeah. swap around midday, don't they? Yes, yeah. So am I right yes. in thinking so, yeah, that you, book... you, can't, you can't book the afternoon one until later in the day? That's right. So 9.45 is your morning session for any of that swap over, and it's 2.15 for your afternoon session. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So and also what I love about the Limberty app is that you have to be within the area of the park to actually use it. Yeah, you so you're not getting people who are live in France, yeah. just, you know, at home, yeah. booking it and go, oh, I've got three hours till we go, let's go now. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. you've got to be actually be in the park. Yeah, you have. Works, it works on the escalators from the car park. Great. <laughs> so, <laughs> there we go. Good to know. So, uh, moving on. Okay, so a little bit of Disney magic thrown in our direction. This is a new one on me. This is a little bit unusual. I've never heard of this happen before, uh, but it's certainly a little bit of Disney magic. Uh, we'd been in the studios all morning. We'd pretty much finished doing what I wanted to go into the studios. We are going to nip back over to Disneyland Park, go and see the parade again, go and do a few more bits and pieces and rides over there. Um, so, uh, we sat um, in the courtyard... Uh, production courtyard out not production courtyard the front lot sorry just after studio one we sat on a bench having some lunch out in the sunshine lovely weather and we're just finishing off our lunch and a cast member comes up to us and goes hello would you like to meet daisy we were like yeah she went okay this is secret follow me and we're like this is a bit weird so we pack up all our stuff and we follow this cast member because apparently they're doing these secret meets with Daisy Duck. Okay, fair enough. This is cool. Um, and then we keep following her and she takes us around. I'm like, are we going backstage? Where are we going? What's happening here? She takes us to the first aid centre. And we go inside and I can see the bow of Daisy Duck peering around the door for one of the medical rooms. And she's hiding around the side and the girls see her. And then she comes out from behind the room and she says hello to everybody and we have photos and all this sort of stuff. But we had a secret meet and greet with Daisy Duck in the first aid centre of Walt Disney Studios. That's so weird. It was really it's random. Really random. It was really random. It was great because of the fact that we got to meet Daisy Duck. And again, going back to that messenger group, one of the things people were saying, can I meet Daisy Duck? Where do I meet Daisy Duck? She's not been out all week. What do I do? Uh, and then all of a sudden we got approached by a cast member asking if we want to secretly meet Daisy Duck, which... We That's do. so weird. It's really Do you random. think it's some sort of training thing or something? I've got absolutely no idea. It's, it's a really weird location yeah. to, to use. <laughs> What's she doing in there? She was hiding in the <laughs> medical rooms. And and there's, if you go onto our well? Twitter, uh, if you go onto our Twitter, you'll see the video of uh, her appearing yeah, from around the door. And so but yeah, we met her in the medical room, which was really bizarre. And it was fantastic. It was really great. It was such a lovely oh. moment. But it was just. You always get weird. all the bloody approaches, Adam. I don't know why. Everyone just comes up to you. Go, do you want to do this? Oh, it's just got one of them faces, hasn't he? Is that what it is? Yeah. It is. Um, I'm going to stick with the studios for my next one. Um, it's currently Season of the Force. Um, now, Season of the Force runs until March. And obviously, it is about a celebration of all things Star Wars. Um, 
there's some great stuff in here some really great stuff the uh, legends of uh, galaxy far far away is still there that was kind of more of a um kind of staple last year that was outside of the season that it they also played that's really really good they've got the my star wars moment stuff going on where if you tweet in you end up on the big screen and we did that and we ended up on the big screen uh we have the chewy meet and greet so the opportunity to meet chewy who is massive i've met him before <laughs> but you can imagine the face of a small five-year-old <laughs> when faced by the size of chewbacca uh, he's pretty massive. We had the Imperial March with Darth Vader. We had the First Order March as well. And then we have the um, evening celebration, uh, which is the evening fireworks and that sort of stuff, which is cool. Now, I'm a bit of a Star Wars geek. So for me, you know, that's quite, uh, it was it was pretty awesome. Um, but the Star Wars stuff, I just think they've done some really, really good stuff with it this year. We didn't, the one thing I didn't do, and I, I just completely ran out of time to do it, was to try any of the Star Wars snacks. But I know Katie's tried oh. half of them and said that they're all pretty good. But I do get what she means. When you look at them on the poster, you look, some of them do look like they've been made by a small five year old. <laughs> Um, you just look at them and go, what, what is that? Is that supposed to be Yoda? Okay. Um, but uh, I know Kate has reviewed those before and said that they're really good. So, um, But the Star Wars stuff was fantastic. I love the Star Wars stuff. Uh, okay, let's head over to Magic Kingdom or Disneyland Park as it is. The Pirates and Princess make your choice. Now, this is... Obviously, I have didn't experience it last year. We went outside of the season. It's such a clever concept but if you but one of the things i think disney don't do well enough is explain the concept as to how it works <laughs> yeah so you get to, to describe it you get the show in central plaza which is on four separate stages you've got ugly betty on one side and, <gasps> oh. oh just because john's, john's not here so you've got betty rose on one side and jimmy the, jimmy the pirate on the other out. side and it's, it is this this kind of battle between pirates and princesses. But what happens is, before that, and this is the bit that nobody really understands, unless you, you knew, know about it, is that the pirates kind of can come from Main Street, and the princesses kind of can come from Fantasyland, and it can swap over, and that halfway down, they stop and do a little show on Main Street or on the Fantasyland stage, and then they carry on to the middle, and they do the show in the middle, and they kind of reverse and do it difference on the way out um so you can kind of make your choice as to which bit you follow and which bit you see until it gets to the middle and then you watch the show and you decide which side you're on which i think is actually a really clever concept that you can see this show more than once and get different elements of it from different points if you want to which i think is really clever but i don't know whether it's necessarily that well explained to people that that is the case i, I don't think it's explained at all well yeah no, it's not yeah it's just like choose a side but where's the sides yeah which side like, where do i go but as an actual show, like coloured or anything. As an actual show, I thought it was really well done, and I like—I actually like the show itself. I think it's really good, uh, and it's really nice to have um, such an array of characters in one place, and, and some characters that you wouldn't expect to see. So, like Jake from Jake and the Neverland Pirates, which to most people probably won't mean a thing, uh, is obviously in the show, and there's some characters in there like that that are, that's really cool that I quite like. And also, like poor Minnie, who apparently is now a pirate. She's not allowed to be a princess. She has to be on the pirate <laughs> side. I feel sorry for both both Minnie and Wendy, who are like, you can't be a princess. Get over that side and be a pirate. Thank you very much. Um, so, uh, But Mickey gets to dance with the princesses, which is, I, I don't get it. Oh. Uh, I know, he's dancing on one side with the princesses, Minnie's with the pirates on the other side. And I was like, that's totally confused me, but hey, it's fine. Um, but Pirates yeah. and Princesses show is really, really good. If you've not seen it and you've never seen it, one of the things I've done, I did a lot of while I was out there, is I was able to borrow a uh, virtual reality 180 degree camera, um, which uh, is kind of like half VR. So you can't see if you turn behind you, it's all dark. But in front of you, you can see it in virtual reality and it's 3D as well. And I had the opportunity to have a right play with this uh, while I was there, which including me having a gorilla pod, which you attach to it, which is kind of a tripod, but it allows you to bend it around things. So there's actually a virtual reality uh, footage on our YouTube channel of um, the Pirates and Princesses Make Your Choice show, but it's from up above. So you're actually at a similar height to the performers but it's from the outside rather than the middle because I couldn't get all of it from the middle uh, and it's actually attached very high up on a lamppost in, in Main Street there's a few moments about during this trip where uh, there's me stretching on a lamppost trying to get a VR camera attached 
uh, and some people looking at me like I'm properly weird. Uh, but yeah, yeah, you can watch it on there. So go and have a look on our YouTube channel. You'll see that, and you can see all that. And you can see the parade on there as well. And um, there's loads and lots of bits and pieces uh, on there. Um, but it's well worth seeing. I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really, really good. Um, where else am I going? Okay. So I put a message out to you guys saying, have you heard of Cecil the Sculptor? And everyone, and John was like, who? Who's Cecil the Sculptor? <laughs> I was a bit like, who? You were like, who? This is a new friend of like, yours. Oh, yeah, I know who Cecil the Sculptor is. I've never seen him before. I know, I know of him because of Twitter and those sort of bits and pieces, and I know he exists, but I've never actually seen him. So what Cecil does is he has this innate knack of um, being able to kind of carve Disney characters into watermelons. And what he does is phenomenal. It's so good. It must take him hours to sculpt these things. But what he was doing while we were there was he was sitting uh, in, behind a table opposite Plaza Gardens. And he was carving initials into apples for people. So he would carve your initial and put some ornate design around the outside. And then he would put it in a pot and it had a little Disney label on it, and you could take it away with you. You can have your own sculpted apple by Cecil the Sculptor. And he was he was brilliant. He was, you know, obviously doing apples left, right, centre for everybody, people who were queuing. He would do autographs with people. He had photos with people, all those sort of bits and pieces. Again, go to our YouTube channel. You can see him sculpting one of the apples that we asked him to do. Uh, but I've never seen him in the parks before, and he was brilliant. He was so good. Um, and it was just something nice, something just a little bit different that we've not seen Ooh. in the parks before. Um, that he was, he was just really good. I really, really thought he was brilliant. So if you do get a chance to see Cecil the sculptor, go and see him, and he will sculpt you an apple. Our apples are still alive at the moment, so you know. Oh, I know. Do you think alive. this might have been a half term kind? Of I don't thing. know. Possibly. Uh, I know I've, Katie says she's seen him at events. I've seen him at Halloween. Okay. Not 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 actual Halloween, but over that season. Over that sort of that period. So maybe oh. I don't know uh, whether or not he's uh, brought out during busier times. I don't really know. But I, I'm confused about whether or not I went in a busy time because it was busy. You know, it was English half term for most counties. Some of France is on half term, but the park still shut at seven. So I was like, mm. oh, this is a bit bizarre. So I'm not, I wasn't really quite sure. But he was brilliant, if you get a chance to see him do. Um, okay, Hakuna Matata. Hakuna right. Matata is a restaurant that just never seemed to ever be open. Whenever you walk past it, it was just this building that was closed up. Um, and I've not eaten in there for years. And we were looking for something to eat for one lunch. And I went, you know what? Let's go and give Hakuna Matata a go. And we went in, and the food was great. We had some sort of... It was Le Festin de Lyon, I think it was what it was called. Uh, it was basically the lion's feast. So it was sort of like chicken meat in a wrap. It was kind of almost chicken kebab-esque, but obviously not the one you would get from your local kebab house at 2 o'clock in the morning having been clubbing. It was like a decent kebab. Um, so we had one of those, and the girls had some really nice food as well. And while we were in there eating, the African tam-tam players came out. And we're playing all sorts of bits and pieces. They did their own rendition of the 2010 World Cup Classic Africa. Uh, which again, go to the YouTube channel. There's a video of it because I put that on there as well. Um, that's in VR as well. I tell you, I went mad. They were really, really good. So we were sat in Hakuna Matata enjoying really good food with traditional African music being played on the Tam Tams. Um, and I was just really impressed with how good Hakuna Matata's food was and the atmosphere and that sort of stuff. And that I always think, why is this place not open anywhere near as much as it? Yeah. Every time I've been, it's been open. See, I've been I've so many times and it's just not been open. Um, but this time it was, and I thought, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to go and enjoy this. I'm going to have some food from there. It was really good. Really, really pleasantly surprised with the quality of the food there because it's not your traditional burger and chips that you get everywhere else. It's something that was a little bit different. They've got quite a wide mm. menu as well, which is really, really good. Uh, well worth seeing. Um, okay, next up, my good. Now, there, I, I put a bit of a dig of, of this out on uh, Twitter. Um, spirit jerseys. <laughs> so... I'm currently sat in my spirit jersey. It is so comfortable. I love it. It is so comfortable. Um, one of us. One yeah. of us. So, um, <laughs> there's hundreds of the things. Right? So, obviously, they did it the first time. They disappeared off and vanished. And then the second time round, they've come. And from what we understand, the day they were released, there was a lot of pushing and shoving and grabbing and um, that sort of thing. And people threw a load of them on eBay going, Wahaha, we will make a small fortune turns out no you're not uh and the reason i put it on my good is because disney have learned from their mistake 
and I've mm. ordered more than enough spirit jerseys that even after the mad panic that went on on that first day, there's still loads of them left and in all of the sizes that you need as well. I saw a load of them in Disney clothiers or outside. There was loads of them in the uh, Disney fashion store in um, Disney Village and there's other locations as well around the resort where these are available and the rose gold there's loads of there's loads of the black as well uh, so I put out the good. good because Disney have actually gone do you know what there's demand for this we need to make sure there's plenty of stock so all of you who have put them on eBay thinking you're going to make a quick book and lucky it looks like you may be coming unstuck this time uh, which did <laughs> yeah especially because I think aren't they releasing them out they're on the Disney store like store they're website they're going to be released on the Disney store website so you're going to be able to get them even if you're not in the park yes they're exactly. not the cheapest of things you know they are 60 euros each which which also makes me chuckle because if I went into a fashion high street retailer and saw a jumper for 60 pounds I would go hmm I'm not sure I'm going to spend that <laughs> nowhere in a million years but stick Disney on it absolutely it's Disney tax isn't it it is it's Disney tax 60 euros yes take it in fact what we're both going to have one okay here you go <laughs> um, so yeah 120 euros is spent out within um, I, and that is genuinely within the first hour and a half of arriving at Disneyland Paris I had spent 120 euros on on spirit um, but well worth it it's so comfortable I love it anyway uh, so that's on my good as well um, linked to Disney our hotel now it's in a bit of want a bit of two minds here it's in the good and it's in the bad it's in the good because actually for four nights I paid 216 pounds it's in Val Europe and it was seven minutes drive to the car park now I don't reckon you can get to the car to the car park or to the resort much quicker by staying in a Disney hotel. We had an apartment, one bedroom apartment, uh, which um, was on the smallish side, uh, I think, which is where it ends up in the bad. But the hotel was in a really good location. Uh, it was really easy to get into the Val Europe shopping centre. It was like four minutes walk to the Val Europe shopping centre. Uh, one bedroom apartment. It's called the Adagio, Adagio Apart Hotel. Uh, had its own swimming pool. Uh, and was just really, really easily well located. So if you're looking for something, you've got your car, you want to drive, it's not the most convenient place if you are getting the metro or anything like that because it is the wrong end of the shopping centre for the metro. So you've got to walk all the way through Val Europe shopping centre, which takes forever. Um, but uh, it's really convenient if you are driving, you've got a car and it wasn't too expensive. So it might be worth looking at if you're looking for something uh, from that point of view. Um, so that was um, a good for me. And the last good for me as well is, and it always amazes me how easy it is to drive from England to Disneyland Paris. Now, Gareth, you've done this yeah. a few times, haven't you? Susan, she's yeah. too posh to drive. Um, I can't even drive. Exactly. I'm too posh to drive, no, did you say? Really. Too posh to drive. She's too oh, posh to drive. Susan gets driven. Yeah, Susan gets driven. Uh, it just amazes me how easy it is, and it genuinely is not difficult. It's about a two and three quarter hour journey from Calais uh, on the easiest roads. Uh, it doesn't get clogged up at all. It was such an easy drive. And the other thing is, it just gets a bit dull because <laughs> it's like straight line, straight line, straight line, straight line. Um, and all, actually, Adam, I've got a question actually, and Gareth, see what I guess it will all vary what car. Yeah. How much do you spend on petrol then? Because uh, I think that's what people are like, oh, well, you know, it's not that long, you know, and the ferry itself is really like cheap, but how much will then it will accumulate get, in petrol? We've got quite an economical car, but I managed to get from Disneyland Paris to the house on half a tank. Shut up. <laughs> My, mine's less economical. Um, and I did from Disneyland Paris to the, to our house in about three quarters of a tank. There you go. See, that's still good because I'm think like that is really good. I'm, only, I'm expecting at least full. The only downside no. is that uh, the petrol in France at the minute is ridiculously expensive. It's more expensive than it is here, so that's not particularly oh. cheap. But um, you know, we managed to do trips there and back, plus all of the driving around when we were in Paris for. Probably a tank and a quarter, maybe just a tank and a half. So can't really complain too much about that, to be honest. Um, right, so they're all my goods. Right, so on to my bads. So my bads, I'm going to go back to the hotel again for my bad. Because although the hotel was really well located and I thought, you know, was great price, it wasn't the best standard. 
Uh, we've saved another apart hotels in the area, which are much, much better standard. But obviously, I suppose you pay for, you know, you pay for what you get. Uh, the swimming pool was really uh, convenient, but it was freezing cold. It was ridiculously cold. I think I went in once, and that was it. I was like, I'm not going in there again. It's not happening. It's too cold. Um, but it was, you know, uh, had its own fridge. It had a microwave, uh, oven, that sort of stuff as well, which is really good. It just, it just felt a little bit like it could do with a bit of TLC. Uh, and wasn't necessarily in the best condition it could be. The beds were tiny as well. Oh my god, the beds were tiny. It was unreal. Um, also, now, you tell me, right? So we, we got to the hotel. The pillows you get on the beds, are oh, those are so soft that your head kind of literally sinks into the pillow, hits the mattress, and there's no pillow left. It's like, that's how soft the pillows were. So they were useless pillows. So I thought, I need to go and ask for another pillow because I can't sleep on just this one thin pillow. So I went to reception and asked for two pillows, one for each of us. And they went, oh, sorry, we don't have any pillows. I said, what do you mean you don't have any pillows? We're, f they're, they're, we're fully booked. Hotel. We're fully booked. We don't have any pillows. I was like, what? How do you not have spare pillows? So apparently Most hotels always have a spare yeah. pillow in like the wardrobe, don't yes, they? Yes, no, no spare yeah. pillows in the wardrobe. So they managed to find us a pillow at the back of a cupboard somewhere in reception. Okay. Right. I trust <laughs> where that pillow is. <laughs> I don't know if that pillow is in the back of a cupboard. I do not know. But one one spare pillow in the whole of the hotel. That was it. Um, so not impressed with the lack of pillows. Um, so yeah, that was so the hotel was good, but it was so bad at the same time. So, um, Adam, yeah. you normally you normally stop in like the off-site hotels where, yes. where's better to stay so Ooh, where does this rank where does this rank this is do you know what this ranks well down i think so usually oh. uh places we stay are the uh, the residome which is really good i know katie uses that that was really really close to the metro and really good you got the ibis which is all right and do you know what the ibis budget which literally is a budget hotel it is like you've got a you've got the toilet and the shower are in the same room but they're separated by a door and then you've got your bed and you've got a sink and you've got a telly and it is the basic of basic but when you're going there and you're spending all day in the parks then there's absolutely nothing wrong with it and you can get that for something like as ridiculous as 30 40 pounds a night if you book it well in advance and you go at the right time so you know you can get them really cheap but the residence is really good if you want an apartment that might have kind of a sitting area and a sleeping area you can find those as well which aren't particularly bad. Um, so there's loads around there that are really sort of uh, well worth looking at. Hotel Elise is another one that's really good that we've stayed in before. And, oh, that's the other good I missed off my list. I need to give a massive shout out to a place called Pizza di Roma. Okay. Pizza di Roma is a pizza restaurant in Val d'Europe. And the food in there is so good. The pizzas are massive. Uh, shout out to the fact that they had Champions League football on the telly as well. When they were in there. <laughs> Uh, not that that obviously sways anything, but uh, the pizzas are massive, the food's amazing. Uh, it's it's run by Italians who can speak fantastic French and English, and the food's really authentic and it's not particularly expensive. I think the four of us, for the four of us to eat out uh, a proper decent meal with a drink, the kids had kids meals. It was about fifty euros, I think, which for a proper decent meal in Paris, particularly somewhere close to Disneyland Paris, is not particularly expensive. So I want to give them a shout out. If you ever get a chance to go, you should go because it's fantastic. Anyway, back to my bads. Um, cues. Right, so, you know how I said Limberty was brilliant? Yeah. Uh, it was yeah. until we got to the Spider-Man queue. Now, from what I understand, having I went and did a John. I went and spoke to Studio Services to find out what was going on. Because I know how like John likes Studio Services. Um, we got to Spider-Man, right? Brilliant. Showed him the app. They said, yeah, come and join the queue. We then proceeded to spend 40 minutes queuing to see spider-man so you were in a virtual queue that virtual queue then put us into a queue and when we got to the front of that queue they let us through a door which put us into another queue in order to see spider-man and i was like 40 minutes this is not i'm not i'm not having this so i went and asked you services and they did some inquiries and they said actually we don't know what went wrong what's supposed to happen is you queue between five to a maximum of 15 minutes uh, yeah. In order to see Spider-Man, yeah. which you've used Lime Batie. So why you were keen for 40 minutes, we have absolutely no idea. And we apologise, etc, etc, etc. So they did apologise for it. But um, it wasn't great. It wasn't great at all. Um, mm. Which I was really disappointed with. Uh, Go on. You're going to say something. Have, yeah, I was going to say, have, have you eaten at Cinderella's Royal Table? No. This, this is relevant. Go on. 
it's basically that is basically the same experience. Oh really? So you're so you're all sort of waiting around for for the for the desk. Yeah. For your time when you when you're allowed to then join another queue. Right. In so order that you could be let inside to join another queue. <laughs> To, to meet Cinderella, to then join another queue to go into the restaurant, it's mad. Right, okay, fair enough. No, I've not had the joy of, of Cinderella's Royal Table. Oh, no, it must be a Disney thing, this queue to queue. Yeah, well, it, it shouldn't have happened, apparently. It was awful. Uh, and they. Did you try apologize. any other sort of uh, uh, meet and greet with the Liberty? Because I've, no. I've never done Spider-Man, but every other one I've done, I've done Woody, yeah, Buzz. And, and, again, and, I put, and I put something into this messenger group saying, has anybody had this experience? They were like, no, we were really quick. We were really quick. It just turns oh. out that whatever happened, I don't know what went on, uh, but Spider-Man was very slow. But when we saw Spider-Man, it was brilliant. Um, continue with cues. Right, meet Chewbacca. Brilliant. Okay, such a good experience meeting Chewbacca. The queue, oh my God. This is mm. another one. So we queued for Chewbacca. We got in for the extra, extra magic time, as they call it. What is that all about? Extra magic time works just just fine. Thank you very much. Um, we queued from 20 to 10 to make sure we were in the queue for Chewie before it got really, really busy. We probably had 20, 15, 20 families in front of us, something like that. Um, we didn't meet Chewbacca until 11 o'clock. Ooh, so what? yes, we, so we waited 20 minutes because it didn't open till 10. That's fine. Got in the queue at 10. We moved forward, and then it took another hour to see Chewie. We're like, what? What? Why is this so slow? So the queue for Chewie was awful. It was just so slow. Did you find out why? I think. Well, Chewie just spent quite a bit of time with people, and it's quite. And it's a really nice experience when you get in there. Mm. It's just, you know takes forever so it was really slow moving which was really disappointing um now can i mention the princess promenade to you mm -hmm. uh, have you seen the princess promenade yes so it's eleanor and sophia who do a dance around central plaza and then they disappear yeah <laughs> What's That's probably why I haven't seen them. So we we stood and watched it, and the girls <laughs> the girls really liked Prince, uh, Sophia the first. So we thought we'd follow it, and we followed it all the way round, and we kept following Sophia. And I was like, we're going back on ourselves, and I know what's going to happen. And we got back, and they went bye, and off they went. And we're like, what what have we just done? Uh, what what is it's awful. I'm sorry, but it's just truly <laughs> awful. They literally made you do ring ring when roses. I was like, what is this? Like normally, I would go. I know what's happening here. We're going now. But obviously, two little girls who love Sophia the First, it's like, we've got to follow this all the way around. Even though I know inevitably we're going to end up in exactly the same spot and what's going to have happened. But yeah, it was. I didn't like it. We did it last year and um, we we thought we'd caught the end of it yeah. because that's literally what happened. So we yeah. went to go see it again the next day. <laughs> and that's literally it. It's literally it. That is it. Uh, that is all it is. Um, Gwen wanted me to write down MasterCard tickets on here because one of the really good things that they do is they do um, VIP tickets to the stunt show and to Mickey and the Magician if you own a MasterCard and you go to Studio Services you show them the MasterCard they give you the VIP tickets now uh, turns out that the v the MasterCard tickets are available from 8.30 so as soon as the Extra Magic House starts in the studios now I am with I think this is wrong personally and that's why I put it in my bad because the people who can access those are the people who really, really know about them. Um, and the people who can go and do other attractions first thing in the morning. And then they get to go and see Mickey and the Magician because they've already spent their time on attractions and that sort of stuff. And they all go before 10 o'clock even comes around. And I think it's really, really wrong that they give these VIP tickets to those people who are privileged enough to either have an annual pass or to be staying in a Disney hotel. Um, and actually, it shouldn't be available until 10 o'clock when most of the people are in the park and then if you're late into the park then it's your own fault but to for this opportunity to be taken away from those ordinary general everyday guests i just they feel morally it's just totally wrong i'm gonna be a bit difficult a devil's advocate here yeah. well not devil's advocate but just put you in a it's gonna be a bit of a still barrier way yeah regardless there's gonna be there's gonna be a huge line i would if i was that me i would wait about quarter past nine yeah in that line, but by that I'd point, say let me oh, let me get there about quarter past nine then when they open at ten. Yeah, 
making you unfortunately still way back of the line when they eventually do open at 10. Absolutely, yeah, that may be the case, but at least that gives everybody the opportunity to be in those lines. Whereas at the, mo at the moment, it's if you're a hotel guest or you've got an annual pass. And you would argue, yeah. you would argue that annual pass holders would see it multiple times, therefore wouldn't necessarily need a VIP ticket. I know you get to sit in the front row in the middle, and that's fine. I just uh, it just grates on me a little bit that they've not that they've kind of made it a bit of a privileged um, yeah. thing rather than it's it hard because the then it's like, well, why should we like get guests who don't you know they we want them to stay on site. Yeah, oh no, I know. I understand why they've done it, and from a business point of view, I get why they've done it. But equally, from the other side, it just grates on me a little bit. Nearly mm. as much as Ultimate Fast Pass and that sort of stuff grates on me. Mm. <laughs> is it is it that much common knowledge outside of sort of Disney Twitter? I believe so. I, believe I thought you were about to say. Uh, I don't know. I, but as far as I know, it is. I may be wrong. I don't know. I feel like I've never seen it advertised anywhere. Oh, I don't know. Mm. Maybe it is, I don't know. Don't I know. thought you was actually, when you were about to say MasterCard, I thought you was about to go, it's getting far too well known now. Everyone knows about it and it's just impossible to get a ticket. Because that's, do you know what, even if you, well, you go there about that. quarter to ten, yeah. you've missed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, it was, yeah, anyway. Um, I've got two more on my bad that I'm going to do very quickly. Firstly, um, I was, re I was the app, the Disneyland Paris app, Right. <laughs> which you're going to laugh at. I just want the wait times on the app to be the same as they are at the ride. That would just be really <laughs> helpful. Because I was, I don't know how many times I looked at it and Pirates of the Caribbean said it was 25 minutes on the app and you got there and it was 45 minutes. I was like... Oh, just... it's actually the other way around. Yeah. So the app was telling you the time was shorter than the actual ride. So the wait time was at the ride. Oh. I was like, oh, this is just getting ridiculous. Um do you think that's an accident, or do you think it's their way of trying to sell you to go to certain places? I've got no idea, but but sending me to Pirates of the Caribbean by telling me it's 25 minutes to get there and it's 45, not impressed. Mm. Um, well, that's why they did it the opposite way around, didn't it, Gareth? Where they would say, oh, like, um, Haunted Mansion's an hour just to tear people away from yeah. that area yeah. when it's actually only 30 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, um, uh, it's well documented that Disney World do that. Yeah, but it was the other way around. And I was <laughs> so bizarre. Like, I found it so many times that the app told me it was shorter than it actually was. And I was like, it's just how frustrating is this? It's ridiculous. Um, is it because it's slow? At, I don't like, know, possibly updating. I don't know. I, I tried. Oh, well, anyway. Uh, I'd even look at the wait times boards, like the one in Discoveryland, and it would tell me different to what the app was telling me live at that moment in time. I'm like, how on earth is your electronic system telling me the wait time board on the wait time board here is telling me this time and the app's telling me something different? <laughs> so annoying. The last one, right, and then I'm gonna show up, obviously. The Princess Pavilion 5K, as I call it. <laughs> so I normally the print me and the Princess Pavilion, right? We don't we don't normally meet. I'm not normally interested in going <laughs> to see princesses. What I, nah, it's fine, right? But of course, I have two little girls dressed on that particular day. One of them is Sleeping Beauty, right? The other one is Garish Minnie Mouse. I don't know what it was, some pink Minnie Mouse outfit. Um, and they want to see the princesses. And I know for a fact that if we don't get to the princesses early enough, then we're going to be in a queue for at least three days, right? Uh, so, <laughs> I, so I said, right, we're going to get to the park. We're going to be there for half eight. We're going to get to Frontierland, and we're going to get to the princesses as quick as we can. And we're going to be there, ready to go, right? So, I'm all ready to go for the princesses in this massive queue. And it became quite apparent that everyone around us was also, of course, waiting for the princesses. What's worse is we have absolutely no idea what princess is going to be there until we get there. Because they don't announce it till the day. Uh, so, I was like, right, we're just going to have to go with this. So, I was like, I know what's going to happen here. This is, I know, I know exactly, luckily I've got my trainers on. I know exactly what's going to happen here, right? So... We waited. This poor woman, bless this cast member, was waiting for the call on the radio, right? She was waiting for this call. It was just her and a row full of people. And she was stood there waiting for the call. And one British family over there, one lad, right? One lad, he, well, let's just put it this way. He, uh, he jumped the gun thinking she'd said we could go. And, of course, everyone else stood there and went, what do we do? What? Uh, and everyone just went, sod it and ran right oh, no. <laughs> and so like and what's funny is it was all the dads on the whole right who ran so do you remember my run 
of uh, of the the twenty fifth anniversary. Uh, right, well, absolutely. I, I can't pelted remember it because you just started. Yeah, this is what happened with the Princess Five K, right? I literally just went head down, gone, and there was me overtaking this dad and this dad, this woman with a pushchair's wheels the wrong way round, and this woman who's dragging a three year old by a hood or whatever it was. It was just, <laughs> it just became this just mental scrum as everyone ran for the pavilion. I think we ended up being fifth family from the front by the time I got there. Get right? in. Which is brilliant. Uh, but when I got there, I went, oh, oh, it's Sleeping Beauty. Good. She's dressed as Sleeping Beauty. That's handy, right? She wants to meet Sleeping Beauty. So thank goodness there's a princess we actually want to meet. That was good. Um, so we got there. Yeah, fifth family from the front. But when I got there, obviously I'd run like an absolute idiot all the way down there. Don't know how far it is. And then I went in and I was red hot. I was so warm from running like the bat out hell. And then went to the Princess Pavilion to find that the damn place has got its heating on and it was so hot inside. Honestly. Oh, no. It was like I'd come to I'd come to the Swedish sauna before I got to meet the princess. Um <laughs> But the the Princess Pavilion five K is mental. It's just oh, yeah. it's just insane. So I, I don't want to see the princesses again. I I'm not interested. Thank you very much. <laughs> It's just never happening ever again. Okay, good. Um, so they were my bads. My last one is my ugly. And this isn't ugly because I... The audacity Disneyland Paris have to charge 30 euros for a parking space in the car park. <laughs> right? I'm an annual pass holder, so I don't have to pay it, and that's all well and good. But seriously, with the exchange rate, that's nearly £30 to park your car in the car uh. park for Disneyland Paris. I'm like, what? Because, like, you look at Disney World. I know Disney World's getting expensive, but it's not thirty quid to buy your car. Oh yeah. yeah. I think they're they're up to about twenty five dollars now. I think. Yeah. So you're looking at probably twenty something pounds. So it's not far <laughs> off. But thirty quid to park your car, it's just wrong. Hmm. I just can't believe that they're charging that much. It's just. I, I, I'm waiting for them to start charging people to park the cars at the hotel. Yeah. So well, I was just going to say, do you actually have to charge? Because then why don't people nope. just do that? Um, because you need to have some sort of identification to for some of them to park your car, I believe. Uh, yeah. But, well, so like, okay. At Disney World, they've started charging people oh, to park yeah. their cars, the cars they at have, the hotels yeah. they're staying at. Uh, because one of the things uh, they've talked about, isn't I, I saw, is that people have been told to check their reservation. Because if they're not using the Magical Express in order to get to their hotels then Disney are automatically assuming they're driving and therefore putting a parking charge onto their booking. Cool. Well, that um, seems fair. Yeah, so uh, that's something that, that came out uh, in the past week or so. Wow. Um, but that was my only ugly, uh, but it, it really was an ugly, and I was like, what? Just not impressed with that whatsoever. So there we go. Oh, yeah. Uh, so that's my good, bad, and ugly from the most recent trip. Uh, loads of really good stuff. You know, really, really uh, good trip and uh, loads of really cool stuff just a few the usual sort of things really i don't think there's anything new uh on that bad list uh but i look forward to going back in a couple of months we're off back in may uh for seasons of superheroes so uh looking forward to going back and seeing all of that as well right um while i was out there we did something that is unheard of ladies and gentlemen we um went for a trip outside of the disney bubble uh, I know this is where he people, immediately, I know, people immediately uh, switch off and unsubscribe. Um, we went into <laughs> Paris. Well, we went to the outskirts of Paris because we decided to spend a day at the Paris Zoo. Now, I don't know whether any of you have ever been to Paris Zoo uh, at any point. but it's um, Of course not. To kind of give you an idea of the Paris Zoo, it's been open now for five years as paris or parc zoologique de paris um it's been open for five years this year uh they were open previously um but what happened was it found that with all the new rules and regulations surrounding animal welfare and the size of cages and that sort of stuff the uh some of the cages weren't big enough basically so what they did was to prevent any issues is they actually closed the zoo and they spent two and a half years um renovating everything to get it up to a point where um, it was to the standard it expected to be and then five years ago it opened so it's on the outskirts of Paris um, and it is kind of about I want to say 25 to 30 minutes drive from uh, 
the resort or from the area. You can get there also via uh, metro and those sort of things as well, which I'll talk about as we sort of go through. So like I say, it's on the outskirts of Paris. It's something a little bit different. You know, we don't have a zoo in Disneyland, um, in Disneyland Paris like we do in Walt Disney World with Animal Kingdom. So it was something that's very, very different to anything that Disney offer. There's no kind of correlation between this and between what Disney offer at all. Um, and... I actually really enjoyed it. I had, I, I thought some of the theming was really, really good. Uh, they had some really nice touches in there. They have this massive rock, and it is huge. You can see it from miles away. Um, and it's this big set piece, which is this just giant rock face, which and they must have had something inside it or done something with it at some point because it is just massive, this thing. They've also got a huge indoor um, kind of aviary, which has also got lots of other animals in it as well. So there's loads and loads of sort of different environments. So they split it up into lots of different kind of areas around the world. You have the Patagonian area, the Amazon area, European area, and all this sort of stuff where you find all of these different animals. They do have a giraffe. Yeah, uh, Autriche. And they have Austria. a... But apparently they're not open early enough for a petit déjeuner. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, please refer to a previous episode to understand what that was about. They have a huge variety of animals, which I thought was really nice. They have loads of big cats as well. They have lions there, cheetahs, jaguars, all those sort of stuff. They don't have tigers, unfortunately, uh, which are one of my favourite animals. But they've got loads and loads of other animals. And you would spend... I think we probably spent a good three hours or so there when we were there. And we weren't there... We weren't there to stop we didn't watch any of the feedings or any of those bits and pieces so they were training the sea lions when we went past for some stuff they do we went and saw them feeding the penguins uh and all those bits and pieces that were going on so although we we went we didn't necessarily take in everything that we could have done one of the things that they do have which is really really good because one of my concerns was well we're going to see um we're going to a park in Paris with animals which is supposed to be educational and surely everything's going to be written in French so how on earth are we going to understand what on earth it is they're talking about but what they actually have is they have their own app and this app's really really good and I was really impressed with it you download it it's completely free you choose what language you want and it downloads all of the bits and pieces for all the different animals so it has videos to do with each animal so you can open up the video and it'll tell you more about the animal in that language with some video on it about that animal um, so you can actually spend loads of time looking at the videos, listening to the audio, seeing the animals and all that sort of stuff. And bearing in mind, uh, according to the uh, app I've got in front of me here, there are 49 different clips. Wow! Um, so one of them's a welcome, one of them's a comeback soon, which they have on there. But you have uh, one for every single kind of group or every single animal that's in there, including like manatees and all sorts of bits and pieces. So you can use this app as you go around, and it's really, really, really good with the amount of information that it gives you. It's also got like a veterinary hospital in there as well, so you can go and see if they're doing any of the bits and pieces. They encourage you to take your own food and stuff because they've got a massive... Um, uh, kind of picnic area and they've got like a barefoot walk that you can go and do as well which is in that particular picnic area as well so on the whole really really good uh, day out and not too expensive either now bearing in mind how much it costs us for a for a day out in uh, in Disney World uh, or in Disneyland Paris, how expensive that is. Um, they do annual passes, which I wouldn't necessarily say is something you'd want to definitely get. <laughs> but um, at the moment, it's 20 euros per adult and it is uh, full price for children, which is age 3 to 11, is 15 euros. And then uh, they also have reduced price tickets as well which uh, for children who may have disabilities or uh, if you've got like teachers who hold an education pass or anything like that, they can get discounted entry as well. But they also do a family pack, which is for four people, for two adults and two children. One adult has to be, so it's two adults, which is age 13 and up. Uh, and then two children, which is three to 12, but one of the adults has to be over 18 and that's 65 euros. So it's not, horrendously expensive compared to what you would pay for entry into Disney that particular day. They also do other bits and pieces like um, you can go and get a guided tour as well and they do kind of a workshop where you can go and try uh, Patagonian food with a chef and all that sort of stuff and you can go and enjoy that and then you pay extra for your sort of uh, entry into the uh, into the zoo. So well worth doing it particularly if you've got a car it's much much easier one of the things i will say is it can be quite tricky to get to from disneyland paris so 
we looked at two different ways of doing it. We thought, do we drive or do we get the metro into Paris and go that way because maybe it's a bit easier. But what we found was you have to get the metro from Disneyland Paris into Paris. Then, Well, the RER. Then you have to get the Paris metro to another stop and then you could get a bus to get to the actual resort. Um, or to the actual zoo. Oh, so wow. it can be quite complicated. But what you can also do yeah, is get the RER <laughs> into Paris and then they get the metro and then walk. What we did is we found a car park that was about 15 minutes walk away, parked the car, and we actually walked through. Um, it was uh, like the local park. We walked through the local park and uh, just took in everything that was going on and saw everything that was happening and then went to the zoo. Uh, but it was gorgeous, the park. There was loads of runners out and old people bimbling about and that sort of stuff. Um, and it was quite nice just to see some Is that um, a technical term? Bimbling, yes. Uh, and it also <laughs> meant that the car park we found was inside a shopping centre, so we went into a proper French patisserie and bought really big, fattening cakes and things like that that you get in France. Uh, so it, it can be a bit of a faff to get there, but... I do think there is some street parking nearby. I didn't get a chance to investigate this properly, but it did seem there were some cars parked on some streets nearby, but I don't know how easy it is to get to those, how much it costs, but we, I think we paid 12 euros to park the car for like four hours, uh, which is more than enough, if I'm honest, for kind of what you might need for sort of going. Um, but it's well worth giving it a go. If you want to find out a bit more, it's www.parkzoologiquedeparis.fr and they have got um, like an English version of the site that you can go and find out all mm. the bits and pieces about everything that's going on. But certainly something totally different to do um, mm. uh, if you don't want to spend a week in, in Disneyland Paris. So, Did you buy the tickets at the gate or online? Um, I have to admit, and I will be completely transparent and honest, uh, that uh, they actually gave us some tickets to go in. So we didn't actually pay for our tickets. Um, so oh, well, hashtag open, gifted. Hashtag gifted. So I have to be open and honest that they didn't act, they didn't actually pay for those tickets. But you can do them online or you can do them at the uh, gate when you get there. Um, so, oh, my music's just stopped for some really random reason. Maybe it was upset that I didn't pay for my ticket. I don't know. There we go. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, you can pay them on the door. You can pay them online. Either way, it doesn't make any difference. It's really easy to do. And the price is the same on the gate, I believe, as it was online anyway. It's just easier to get them online then you, you can bypass the queue to, to pick up your tickets and then go straight through but uh like i say something a little bit different uh but i say it's you know all make right. sure you plan was it out. busy no not at all uh there were some school groups in there but it wasn't you know we were able to see all of the animals without there needing to be a, a, any sort of scrum and there were some of the animals that got really really close as well when we were around there but uh, i've got a lot of footage uh that i took while i was in there and i'm planning on editing that together and throwing that on our youtube channel as a video as well so uh yeah. you'll be able to get some idea of the sort of stuff that i saw and and, and took part in hopefully that'll be on the um on the youtube channel in the next week which will be pretty cool but uh say good day out but just be aware of making sure you absolutely know how you're going to get there before you go it's going to be a little bit tricky and don't go all the way to the center of paris because it's not there uh okay that's it i think for today does anybody have anything else they want to add to today's show no no <laughs> fabulous in that case i believe it is time for this so uh Thank you once again for joining us for this week's show. Uh, thank you, Susan. Oh, you're welcome. And thank you, Gareth. You're most welcome. And thank you to nobody else, because nobody else is here. <laughs> uh, but, so, thank you for listening again. Hopefully that was useful for you to hear and for you to uh, to learn a little bit more about the, the Pirates and Princesses Festival, the Star Wars celebration that's going on, and find out a little bit more about the stuff that you might be able to do outside of the parks. Of course, we'll be back in two weeks' time. If you want to uh, catch up with some past shows, you can go to DisneyBrit.com and find all the old shows on there. You can follow us on Twitter, at DisneyBrit, on Instagram, which is at Disney Brit as well. And if you go over to YouTube and you search uh, Disney Brit over on YouTube, you'll be able to find 
all of those things that I've talked about, all of the videos and bits and pieces that we've been up to and the things that we've got on uh, and done while I was out there. And say, if you've got yourself a virtual reality headset, then uh, there's loads of stuff. There's so many videos. You can virtual uh, virtual reality ride now, Pirates of the Caribbean, It's a Small World, Flights Over Agrabah, Dumbo, um, what else is there on that? You can you can get up close and personal with uh, the dragon underneath the castle. You can watch <laughs> the parade from a different point of view. You can watch the pirates and princesses make your choice from a completely different view. You can watch all of the Star Wars stuff that's on from a different view as well. So there's loads and loads of stuff on there uh, that you can enjoy uh, and take in and, and just watch. And you can watch them in normal view as well as watching them in uh, in virtual reality as well. Uh, but uh, if you've got any comments, questions, suggestions, anything like that, then please do email us. It's radio at disneybrit.com. You can also message us on Facebook and other bits and pieces as well. But uh, that's it. We will be back in two weeks' time. I don't know if I missed anything. Can anybody think of anything I've not said? I think no. you covered everything. I've covered yeah, everything. I think you covered everything. Right. <laughs> right. I hope I covered everything. So uh, we will see you in uh, two weeks' time. Until then, have a good couple of weeks, and we'll see you. Thank you, Pogs, Zoologique de Paris.